Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Goodman bringing you another episode of Hey Y'all with Sam Goodman. I hope that you are doing awesome wherever you find yourself. Do me a favor before we get too far down this profane, filthy rabbit hole, I guess. Head over, head over to www.pellhorsemedia.co. You can check out this podcast, all the other ones like Really Fucking Scary Stories, uh, and the Hot Nerd Podcast. Plus, there's tons and tons and tons of really, really, really cool podcast merch from all those shows. And you can get the touch. So if you want to come on and chat or you want to like, do you have something you want me to talk about, I guess, you can uh let me know you can check out so you can check out podcasts you can get into touch and you can find merch there's some videos it's just cool so palehorsemedia.co oh yeah and i've got books over there too so i'm, I'm let me uh, say i've written some books i continue to write some books so you can go check out everything over there and follow along on social media you know the spiel come on head over to um instagram su goodman sam goodman the hop nerd that's the easiest way to find me i'm on linkedin facebook i'm, I'm on like everything i'm on twitter at the hop nerd one because the hop nerd was gone what wtf what the fuck but the hop nerd was gone so it's super duper special super duper unique but get in touch slide into the dms and stay in touch. We'll start a conversation. So yeah, I've been hanging out and just a little catch up here. Some ketchup, some ketchup with your hot dog, some ketchup and mustard. Um, I've been hanging out here doing a bunch of recording here at the Pale Horse Media Co. Studios. And I got to tell you, it's awesome. I've been working my little heart away on really fucking scary stories and I am pumped. I, I almost can't wait. So it comes out March 5th. That's the official first release date. And this is season two. We're, we're in season two. Season one was good, but you know, with any podcast, when you first, you know, your first 10 episodes or so, they're always rough. You're always kind of figuring it out. I've been podcasting like uh, for a while now. Like if I rolled together all the episodes that I've recorded between, um, this show is very limited so far, right? This is like episode fucking six or seven or something. But if I rolled together all the episodes from the Hop Nerd, episodes that I've been on on other podcasts, um, some the episodes from Really Fucking Scary Stories and all that stuff. Like I'm at like a few hundred episodes, probably three or four hundred episodes of podcasts, right? So I've, I've done a shit ton of fucking podcasts. Um, but even with that, when you start a new podcast, like it's hard to like find your voice for that particular show. Um, like right now, I'm just a few episodes into this one, right? We're, we're under 10 episodes and I'm figuring out my voice for this this thing, right? This is just how it goes. Like, fortunately, this one's more like chill, like we're chillaxed, right? We're just kind of hanging out and I can just kind of do whatever. So this one's a little more refreshing because I can just sit here and be like, you know what? We're just going to go, I'm gonna fuck, fuck, giddy, fuck, 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 fuck. And that's it. Like, I can just do whatever I want. Like, this one's way different than most other shows. But so like really fucking scary stories, 
you're like trying to be somewhat accurate about a story, like a paranormal experience or a true crime thing. And you're having to read a little bit of historical stuff and you're trying to insert commentary. So it just takes a little bit to get it to where it's not so like starchy to where it's not like in 1982, there was a, um, something bad happened. And, uh, so I'm, that's a really long rant. So I'm a ranter, you know, this, that's a really long rant just to say that season two's fucking good. <laughs> like I loved season one and we did a really cool road trip. I've told you all about that, right? We've done a really cool road trip, but season two is that much better just because now it sounds better. Like I have more, um, more comfort, more voice, like more unique voice for that show. So being a podcaster that does multiple podcasts is hard to kind of like switch between like, the personality is the same. Like I, I hope for my folks that like listen across my podcast that you really get that my personality is the same, but you know, your delivery is a little different. So it's just nice to be at this point to where it's like, okay, it's falling together. Like really fucking scary stories. Season one was done. It's in the books. We got some good stuff out there. We learned from it. I learned from it and we got a road trip out of it. It was just, it was a blast. But now season two, just like, I'm excited. It's exciting because it sounds good and it feels good. And it's just, it's just starting to catch a little bit. So it's a blast, man. That's, so that's what I've been doing. That's been most of my weeks. So, you know, hanging out, doing the day job thing, do that during the day, record a bunch of podcasts in the afternoons, you know, doing the, uh, doing the regular full-time, like, um, hashtag dad life stuff, you know, spending time with my partner, Jarrell, just doing like normal life stuff. Life's been fucking busy in a good way. Like, like in a good way, you know, 2021 has already started out insane. So I, I, don't, I don't expect that to get any better. Um, so with the insanity kind of happening around us, we're just like doing our own thing, doing podcasts, you know, um, I'm in the process of trying to lose quarantine weight. So my hashtag, uh, quarantine 40 fam out there, like most of us, like I fell into like a deep thing of, um, like quarantine. It's, it's gotta be quarantine depression, right? I've talked to a few people about this to where it feels like you're just kind of stuck, like you're stuck. So like work sucks. Not because work really sucks, but because you just feel like you're stuck, right? You're stuck inside. You're away from people. And I'm like a squishy, warm, people-y person. Like, I love people. Like, I I don't like I have a, like a love-hate relationship with people. Right? Like, I love being around like a group of people, having a huge conversation. But then I also like love being away from people, too. Like, I love, I love kind of being on my own. Like, you know, that kind of right balance. Um, but I, I'm a people-y person. I love conversations. I love meeting people. I love getting to know people. I love hearing their stories. I just love conversation. So, and you, who would have guessed that? I just like talking too. It's just, just fun to talk. So being away from people, being away from people, um, obviously physically distanced, even in like the day job, being away from people at work, you know, having to do everything remotely, being locked in the house there for a little while, you know, so the gyms and everything were closed. So again, Arizona wide the fuck open right now, which, uh, you know, whatever you think about it, I like it. So sorry, I like it. Um, so back in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so where I'm going with this is that, it was easy to fall into uh, like a funk, like a, like, not like a, like a horrible depression, but just into like this kind of groundhog day kind of depression where I was just like, every day's the fucking same. Like I get up, I turn on my computer, I start working, I work and work and work. And then the sun goes down and then I watch Netflix. So when you get into like this kind of, this kind of funk, this kind of rut, this kind of groundhog day depression, um, it usually ended with me like drinking too much at the end of the day plus eating too much at the end of the day. I think that's probably the most common 
thing <laughs> most of us had because look, like everything was easy to get to. That's one thing. It's like food was super easy, right? So I basically lived like lived off of like DoorDash sushi, like tons and tons and tons and tons of sushi. And like, I'm the kind of person, like I'm like a bottomless pit for food anyways. So like if I'm skinny, I can still eat just as much as when I'm fat. <laughs> I guess like I can be like 150 pounds or I can be 250 pounds. So like there's, I don't have like an average weight. It's like either one or the other. Right. So I just, I just go either way. But the, the, the funny thing is like, at either end of that spectrum, like I can sit down and just eat. So I can sit down and slam like three pizzas by myself and like, Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe I have dessert. Like <laughs> it's a total bottomless pit. So all that mixed together, like all that mixed together with like, so the, the depression of 2020, you know, all those months locked away, easy access to horrible for you food, tons of pizza, tons of sushi, tons of beer, tons of wine, like just, just that, just that kind of normal depressed afternoon. I'm going to get like a tub of ice cream, get a couple of bottles of wine, some sushi and a pizza. And then I'm gonna go around the corner afterwards and do like a, a pickup burrito. <laughs> so there's your quarantine weight. Now I say that because I have confidence that many of you are right there with me. So we've been we've been chipping away at that. We've been working away at the quarantine 40, trying to get that off there, trying to get ready for maybe maybe a real summer this year. I don't know. I don't know. Um, hopefully some stuff will be open this year and we can go go do some things. I, I've got some travel plans. Hopefully, hopefully in the next few months we'll be traveling. I'll keep you updated on that. We'll, I'll let you know where we're going and all that stuff in case any of you out there would like to meet and greet. We'll do that stuff too. Um, but yeah, so that's what's been going on. Lots of podcasts, lots of recording, lots of work, both in the day job and this right here at the studio, hanging out, doing this stuff. Um, and lots of personal growth, development, fixing, personal fixing, personal unfunking. How about that? I'm, I'm trying to unfunk myself. Um, and that's been a battle, but it's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. So I will tell you one thing that I have been absolutely obsessed with lately. So with all that, as we've kind of said, you know, there's tons and tons of great Netflix stuff happening right now. So I have been absolutely obsessed with thousand pound sisters. So like I'm, I'm totally obsessed with thousand pound sisters. I freaking love that show. So I I've told you, like, I've been like following like the, my 600 pound life. Like I never got into those shows before. Um, but so from that, it led me to thousand pound sisters. And like, I've been like really into these gals, like they're, let me say this, their attitudes, like they are fucking hilarious. I love them both. I think they're from Kentucky. Like I kind of vibe with them on kind of like that hillbilly vibe. Like they kind of got like that, that little bit of like hillbilly vibe going on that I grew up with. So they can't be far. Like they can't, they're, they're in that realm of my childhood. They're in that realm of my upbringing. Um, but I've got to say, like, I love their attitudes. They're hilarious. They're comical. You know, they, they, they pick at each other. Sometimes it melts down into like an argument. Um, but I would encourage you to go watch it. Like they're, they're just, they're just fucking hilarious. And I love, I love kind of like their, their Kentuckian speak like this. Like if I can get this, to play, like they have like this really like great, let me get past my ads here. Um, but they have like this great like Kentuckian speak and it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. All right. And then what are you drinking during the day? Sodies. Sodies. Sody pops. Okay. <laughs> and Sodies. how much do you think you drink a day? Eight to 12 a day. And twelve cans. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's regular soda. No, it's diet. It's diet. Okay. 
Our mom told us when we were younger, if we ate a sugar, you drink a Diet Coke afterwards and it'll cancel out the sugar. Okay. That's what I've been missing. That's what I've been missing. So if, if I, I need to drink a Diet Coke, so I need to eat sugar, and then I need to drink a Diet Coke, and then it'll cancel out the sugar. Now, obviously, after this, it's like, no, like we know that, that she was fucking lying to us now. But I love it. They drink they drink sodies. They drink sodies pops. Sodies. Sodies. It's a great show. It's actually like a really great show. And like, I'm, and I mentioned this when I was kind of chatting about my 600 pound live. Like, I get really invested into like their progress. Like, I really want to see them do well uh, without, like, getting into, like, giving away too much, like, family medical info. I've had a couple of family members that have gone through gastric, gastric, gastric bypass and have been really successful with it. Like, it really, um, it probably saved their life. It probably saved their life. Um, at one point in my life, I was, like, 365, 370 pounds. So let me put this into perspective for you. I'm, like, five seven on a good day. You probably call me like five, six, six and a half, right? I'm five, seven if I'm wearing boots, right? And I was like close to 370 pounds at my heaviest. So I've, I've, I've lost the significant amount of that weight and kept the majority of that weight off. I go up and down, up and down, up and down, um, as most of us do that kind of fight with uh, weight stuff, right? Um, but so it, they hit near and dear to me because I, I don't know that extreme. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to compare my 370 pounds as a five, seven male to, you know, 400 and 600 pounds, uh, respectively for probably five, five foot females, right? Not to gender them. They, they might identify as males. I don't know. Um, but I, I know the struggle of like trying to fight weight off. I've seen that uh, more extreme cases in my family too. So I connect with them kind of right there. So my 600 pound life, thousand pounds, like I really get invested in their progress. Like, uh, like my 600 pound life. I think I told you before, like, after every episode, I'm like, okay, pause it. Let me go get my computer. Let me see if they're alive. Let me see what's going on with them. Let me check on them. Let me see if they're active on Facebook. Like, let me, I want like, I want to go be like, oh, you did it. You did it. Like, I want to be that person that's like, oh, fuck, you did it. How good for you. Good for you. Like, I will be honest. Like, I get a little, a little, little teary here and there with some of that stuff just to watch them, you know, go from total um, just pain and kind of agony of being overweight to see them kind of just, just living their best life. It's fucking awesome to see it. Like when they actually get to that point of doing great, like just great. And it's shocking to see how well they do. So yeah, I've, I've been like super, I've been super obsessed with that. Um, I've also kind of like gone back and, and rewatched the uh, the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. I'm kind of in the middle of that. Like I'd, I'd forgotten that I had watched it. And then now like I'm watching it again. I'm like realizing that I, I did watch some of it and it's super interesting. It's super interesting. It's super tragic, super sad. Um, it's just crazy. You know, number one to know like the amount of brain damage the dude had um, and to never know how much of that significantly contributed to kind of what happened there, you know, with the getting all murdery, you know, getting all murdery, getting all shooty, make shoot, shoot. Um, and to see someone kind of the downfall of someone like to go and make it to those heights of success and to kind of th not to kind of to throw it all away. Right. And just fucking shooty, make shoot, shoot, kill him, kill, kill. And uh, just get all gangsta, gangsta, murder, murder up in here. And then that's it. And then, you know, obviously it ends, ends tragically with his, his suicide, um, but to see that and then to understand like the backstory of, I, I don't want to give too much away, but I think most folks that are familiar with Aaron Hernandez and understands that he was at least, uh, to say the least, very bi curious, 
he was at least a, a, a by male, right? At, at the very least. Uh, and I would venture a guess that he was much, much more gay than he was by, but that, that's me drawing some pretty broad assumptions here and labeling him, putting him in a little bit of a box, which I probably shouldn't do that. Um, but check out the documentary. It's super interesting because it's, it's, it was amazing to see the level of, of homophobia that existed like in his little area there. And it hits really home for me because it feels very familiar um, to kind of the levels, um, kind of not so pointed homophobia that uh, most of us grew up with. So, so I grew up with that, right? I, I didn't come out of the closet until I was like, you know, mid twenties. Like it took me a while because the homophobia is very similar to kind of, again, what hits home with that is like seeing it. It's not so much like this. Um, it's not so much this idea that people are just going around going, Hey, look, there's a faggot. We hate those people. It's more of like kind of the, the not so pointed kind of homophobia where it's like the, you know, kind of unspoken rule that being gay makes you less right. Or the unspoken kind of rule that if you are gay, you shut up about it and you deal with that. Right. You just don't tell anybody about that or kind of the uh, kind of around the way kind of comments of like, you know, Oh, look at that sissy. What a fag, you know, those kind of things where that was kind of the level of homophobia. Nobody was really like, Oh, there's a fag, get them. Right. It was like, you burn them at the snake or anything like that. But it was present and you could feel it like it was in the air. You could almost feel it in the air. It was just like it was there. It was just there. So to kind of hear those stories, like from the folks that were around him to see those things, you know, to hear like his friends and like some of his coaches and stuff be like, yeah, you know, at the time I totally would have probably not been cool with that. You know, it would probably not been cool with him. You know, yeah. But now now looking back, it would have been fine. <laughs> but not then. Little too late. Little just then. Just a little bit. Too late there. So that's a good one. I've, I've been completely obsessed with those, uh, that one as well. So if you haven't checked that, you totally should. So that's my spiel on Netflix for the day. I mean, <laughs> Thousand Pound Sisters, 600 Pound Life, Aaron Hernandez. You know what the saddest thing about that was too, though, is if Aaron Hernandez would have just owned that. And I, I look, I know it's looking back, hindsight, blah, 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 I know. But if he would have just owned that, he would have been a gay icon, like good looking dude, super masculine, jock football player guy, you know tatted up big guy just he would have been gay icon instant icon status right just instant icon status but i don't know go watch the documentary i'll let you be the judge of that on to random questions i don't know why i like these so much i just fucking do i just like these dumbass questions so here we go here we go would you rather be without elbows or be without knees. So let me say this. I want to hear your answers too. So go over to the websites, palehorsemedia.co, whatever, you know, slide into the DMs. Let me know the answers to some of your questions and send me some questions that you would like for me to answer. I think that would be fun. The, 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 the stupider, I guess that's the word, dumber, the, the dumberest, the better. Let me know. So would you rather be without elbows or without knees? I don't know. Like that was tough. So I think um, so either way you're going to, I get, so I think you're going to be like locked in, right? So I'm thinking like without knees, you're going to be like peg leg, right? It's going to be like just straight, no bend, right? Peg leg. You're not going to have a joint there anymore. So it's going to be kind of like click, 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 kind of like kind of that instant waddle. And I guess it'd be kind of the same thing without elbows. Oh, I'm going to have to go maybe without, without knees. I'm thinking because I can still get around and still walk, right? I'm going to have to maybe figure out how to drive a car, but that would be the same on either, either end because you're just going to be kind of like locked in. That's going to be weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> would you rather fart really loudly or poop your pants silently? Okay, I would rather fart really loudly. That should be a given. I, I think if someone goes with poop your pants silently, you're fucking insane. You need to see a therapist. Um, would you rather live one life that lasts a thousand years or live ten lives that last a hundred years each? I don't 
I think a thousand years would be better because it seems like if you're doing that 10 times over about the time and it's, I guess it's according to if you have knowledge, if you have knowledge of the previous life you lived, I'd probably go with the, uh, with the, the 10 that last a hundred because if, but if you're like rebooting every single time, every single time, every single time, every single time, um, I don't think it'd be much fun because I think a thousand years straight, you would, you would be able to do, you'd be able to accomplish some amazing fucking shit. I think that would be, would be, would be better. Uh, would you rather be a clown who distracts the bull or the cowboy who rides? Oh, cowboy who rides the bull all day long. Now, mad respect for those clowns. If you ever watch that shit, we went to a radio a couple years ago and it's fucking intense to watch both sides. There's no one, there's no one out, out of all of those folks that get into that ring with those bulls. They are fucking insane and tough as nails. So I will just say that right now. Um, cause either way you're on the business end of a, you know, a thousand pound animal. Like it's, it's insane. It's insane to watch that. So mad respect to those folks. Would you rather have to go to the bathroom in a giant litter box in your house or anywhere you want, but only outside? So hold on. Would you rather have to go to the bathroom in a giant litter box in your house or anywhere you want? But outside? Oh, outside. I'm a hillbilly. Like, like I've told you, like part of my, part of our house shopping plan is to make sure that we can pee off the porch of our house. Right. Like that's, that's part of the plan. Like, so that's a requirement. So for sure outside, could you imagine a human litter box? How fucking horrible that would be. Like I'm obsessed with like these little like smush face, like Persian cats. You know, which ones I'm talking about. The ones that's got like the, the kind of the big kind of whopped eyes, you know, and like the tongue that's always hanging out. So I'm like, I'm not even a cat person, but they're different. Like they're, they're almost like the dog of the cat world. Like they're very like, like, like attention. They're super cool. Right. And I'm like, they kind of, they, they look on the outside of how I feel <laughs> on the inside. So, like they're, so they're kind of, I know sloth is kind of my spirit animal, but that would be like a close second. They're kind of right there. Um, so I've been looking at those, but the only deterrent, the only deterrent, once we move, once we move, let me, let me say that too. No more pets. We've got two dogs. We've got a Malinois. We've got a Yorkie Poo. I know, pretty interesting size disparity there. But but we're not going to get any more pets until we get into like a real fucking house. I'm so tired of like dogs living on top of dogs, living on top of kids, living on top of us. Like we need some space. But still, the only deterrent with that is like litter box. Because litter boxes are wretched. Litter boxes are rank. They are awful. When you go to hell, I'm sure hell smells like a litter box, right? So could you imagine, cat litter box is bad, but could you imagine a human-sized litter box that humans frequent, right? Well, humans frequent. Would you rather go about your normal day naked or fall asleep for you? Oh, normal day naked, all day, all day. Um, I don't know. They both sound wonderful to me. That, that might be fun. Um, would you rather always wear earmuffs or nose plug? Earmuffs? Yeah, earmuffs probably. Um, would you rather have a Texas accent and live in New York or a New York accent and live in Texas? Oh, that one's tough. That one's tough because so I get uh, whether right or wrong and all my Texan friends out there, I know don't get mad at me because I, I know you guys can hear the difference. Y'all can hear the difference. Um, but most other people, when I come to Arizona, most folks are like, oh, what part of Texas are you from? And so my accent got a little mixed up because, you know, I grew up in the mountains and I've told you when I go back, it gets much, it gets on thick. I start talking like a hillbilly when I get back to Virginia, Virginia, and then I come back and it kind of wears off again. But the difference is, is so I traveled all through kind of the Southeast too. So, and I spent a little bit of time in Texas and a lot, but so I grew up Southwest Virginia. I spent a lot of time in North Carolina, South Carolina, kind of on into the South, spent some time in Mississippi, you know, and then coming to Arizona and then kind of all that stuff mixes together. A little, little spotty stuff here or there, you know, a couple weeks in Texas here, a couple weeks there, you know, just traveling around for work, doing that kind of stuff. 
Um, and then so living in Arizona for 10 plus years now, um, it just kind of settled into what some people call, they, they ask, they're like, oh, so you're from what part of Texas? And I'm like, Virginia. They're like, oh, really? Like, you sound like you're from Texas, except for my Texan friends. They can always tell the difference. Um, but to get back to the question is, I think that it would be easier. It would be easier to have a New York accent and live in Texas. I feel like New York is less accepting. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Less accepting, right? Because you're going to roll up in there and be like, what a fucking idiot. What a fucking idiot. Now, you go to Texas, like, they don't give a fuck. So that's the difference. Like, you're going to get judged in New York. I'm like, what the fuck did this hillbilly learn to read? Can they even read? Where's your quincom pipe? Right. And you go to Texas, it's not like that. Now, if you go to Texas and you act like a New York shithead, then, you know, your accent's not having anything to do with it. <laughs> but Texas is one of the most open and accepting places I've ever visited. thought it was a blast. I think it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, they're very similar to kind of how I grew up. Like, you hungry? I'll make you a sandwich. You need a shirt? I'll take the one off my back. You're a dickhead? I'll be a dickhead back. Would you rather wear a push-up bra all day long? Every day or stiletto heels all day long. So being a dude, I don't know. <laughs> I think stilettos, I think I could rock stilettos pretty good. I, I think, I think I could rock them. I think I could really, really rock them. I think I, uh, I think I could kill it. I think I'd absolutely kill it. Would you rather have to get up at dawn or stay up 3 a.m. every day? Would you rather have to get up at dawn or stay up until 3 a.m. every day? I'd just get up at dawn. That's what I do right now. Like I, I come to the studio, right? I come to the studio, I get some shit done early, then I do my normal day job, and then I do some shit after. So like I'm up at dawn anyways. I'm up at like 4.30 every morning, as fucking insane as that is. That's back to that kind of self-help care thing I've got going on. That's been helping me a ton. It's just getting my schedule back in order. I mean, that's been helping me an absolute a, a ton. Just getting up, forcing myself to go, do my normal work, do it on like a real schedule, even though, you know, where that's not how work happens anymore. That's been helping me a ton. That's it. I think I'm, I think I'm done with the question. I think that's all I've got. I think I'm completely done. I think I'm completely done. We've been rolling for a few minutes now. I think that's it. We, we shoot for like 20, we shoot for 20, 25 minutes, less than 30. So I think, I think we're right there at that magic sweet spot. Um, so that's all I've got. Make sure you head over to palehorsemedia.co. Check out the merch store. We've got all new Hey Y'all hats, Hey Y'all shirts. We've got Y'all Means All. That's one of my favorites. I love those shirts. I, I buy like 10 of them from myself, right? Y'all Means All and the Hey Y'all hats. Show your inner redneck, your inner hillbilly, your inner Texan even, right? That's the one cool thing about Y'all is Y'all transcends, right? Y'all can be in the mountains of Appalachia from our hillbilly friends such as me to, um, you name it, down into the south, down into Louisiana, over into the hill country of Texas. I mean, y'all transcends. It brings all of y'all together from our kind of hillbilly redneck um, family. Y'all goes across family lines as far as it goes with southern and hillbilly and those things. So that's all I've got. Sam Goodman, I'm out of here. Talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.